0: you enjoyed this episode that is dope as hell you should follow us on instagram at past present future music podcast hope you enjoy welcome everybody to the past present future music podcast on today's episode this is special because we have two other people including myself we have john powell and you and alex levesque how's it going
1: I, I'm doing great. I'm feeling especially invigorated because yeah, of that intro. Good. That was really... That was that was, honestly, that was just something else, man. That mm-hmm. was that was just some that really energy. contagious energy. I feel just revitalized. Yeah, I'm
2: feeling, I'm feeling pumped up. I'm, I'm standing up. Ooh. You're standing? I'm standing. <laughs> I should
1: have done this standing. I like speaking standing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Everybody, everybody just stand up and we'll just do the whole thing. Just like... Yeah. It's the energy. Just electric
0: exactly we're like um nobel prize winners just standing up giving our speeches on (laughs) practicing efficiently and uh amongst other things um multitasking and whatnot so uh may as well get started how are both of you practicing right now um
2: not as much as i should be Mm.
1: yeah i'll say the same but i definitely have some strategies to share uh that'll it'll just make me a hypocrite to share them but you know definitely uh I don't know. The metronome is your friend. Is probably going to be the
2: theme today. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. there's going to be one takeaway. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I mean, metronome very important, especially for uh, my instrument and drums. Obviously, that's a, yeah, you basically. You
2: gotta be the metronome.
0: Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> exactly. exactly. You have to be.
2: You man.
1: have to make us sound good. Exactly, you become one with the with the
2: click.
0: 100 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure and how do you know that you're playing perfectly on time you can't hear the click
2: exactly
0: yeah. um, i
2: gotta say though before we talk about practice i feel like we should talk about warm-ups you know just chronologically yeah oh 100%, yeah
0: 100 percent. yeah
2: yeah what for are sure. um like let's start with alex what are you like what are you warm up like these days
1: Okay, so basically I have like a collection of songs I like to use to warm up. I usually play like three songs and until I feel warmed up. And it goes in order from like the slowest songs to the fastest songs. And most of them are pretty fast and like based on like just constant picking. So uh, my first song is usually Far Beyond Metal by Strapping Young Lad, which mm-hmm. is just this like constant like triplet like... And, you know, it, it's not hard. But it definitely gets me uh, moving. Uh, Essentially, I want to make my warm ups fun uh, and play songs because if all your practice is just exercises and this just like horrible, monotonous exercises and not actually playing music, you're going to get really demotivated. So Mm -hmm. it's like Far Beyond Metal by Strapping Young Lad. Then I'll play like something a little more technical with like uh, Megalodon by uh, Mastodon. Or actually, I'll usually save that one for last. And my second song would probably be The Heaviest Matter of the Universe by Gojira. That one's, uh,
2: that was fun.
1: And the whole time, I'm just like, never use your elbow to pick. I'm like, I'm always using my wrist. And if I get tired, then good. That means I'm working hard. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds like a blast. Yeah, so you definitely know what my focus is on.
0: It's it's rhythm.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So yeah. How about, let's pass it off to Pat. What are your warmups,
0: Dan? Yeah, 100%. Um, So as you probably know, metal probably isn't my first genre when it comes to drums. Uh, I typically spend time on everything other than that, (laughs) to be honest with you. yeah. That doesn't mean I don't play fast or whatever. Uh, My warmups typically consist of, I do a bit of um, snare work, so I'll do... I'll do this exercise where I play um, four bars of singles, four bars of double strokes, and then four bars of paradiddles, and then sometimes if I'm feeling it, I'll expand it to four bars of um, paradiddle diddles, on um, on six uh, sextuplets. So I'll I'll do that, and then the rest of them are sixteenth uh, notes, and then I'll probably I'll usually just go into a couple songs like some backing tracks. There's a really good YouTube channel that has all these like drumless backing tracks. So anything like fusion, I'll try and throw in a fusion track in there, some sort of video game vibe and then throw drums over it like that old sort of Atari sort of vibe. I definitely vibe with that and then I'll usually throw some like classic jazz like just swing straight up and then and then then I'll just go into what I practice. So that's my warm up. Nice. So there it sounds go. like you're
2: kind of starting off with like the very like physical like rudiment type exercises mm-hmm. and then moving yeah. on to something like a bit more fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. What's what's the most ridiculous
1: rudiment name you've ever heard, Pat? Is there Are there, are there any that are really crazy?
0: Uh, lesson 25. Lesson 25 is a pretty weird name because it is not the 25th rudiment and it's not really a lesson. I don't know why they called it Lesson 25, but it's a drag rudiment. So there, the rudiments are split up into different sort of sections. We have our flam rudiments, which consist of everything with flams. We have our drag rudiments, which are everything with drags. And then we have our uh, classic rudiments that don't really incorporate flams or drags, like paradiddles, singles, whatnot. But yeah, Lesson 25 is a, a drag rudiment. And I have no clue why they named it that. It has no correlation <laughs> to them at all. I feel like
1: numbers associated with rudiments mean about as much as the order of the alphabet.
0: Mm.
2: Absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, they don't get like, it's not like they get progressively harder. It's just kind of like just organized seemingly at random.
1: I was looking for some like crazy onomatopoeia though, like like paradiddle, spank, flash, bang.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those don't exist uh, within the 40 uh, essential ones. Um, For paradiddles, everybody likes to make up these names. So essentially a para consists of right, left, and then diddle is right, right, or left, left. So when you say paradiddle, that's right, left, right, right. You know, diddle. And um, so when people make up names like para, para, paradiddle, diddle, 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 stuff like that, that just pretty much means like singles and then doubles. It's just overly complicated. There's only. Uh, yeah. I was hoping for some like
2: paradiddle, babiddle, biddle,
1: So blast beats are just aggressive diddling.
0: <laughs> <remember>, I mean, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird way to put it. But... I will never yeah. put it. I will never put it any other
2: way. Oh my <laughs> god! forevermore Forevermore. Aggressive diddling.
1: Aggressive <laughs> diddling. No
2: way.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. It is a it's aggressive diddling if you, if you want to think about it. That I
2: mean, honestly, you can think of just any any metal instrument as just aggressive diddling.
0: Oh, like yeah. the guitars,
2: are just going diddly diddly, diddly The bass. Diddly, diddly, diddly. I'm looking at my guitar right now. I aggressively diddled that
1: thing all morning. I just, <laughs> Sounds like an innuendo. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my God. I would think that that was the point the whole time.
2: <laughs> Anyways, if you want to know about my practice routine, it's um a lot more similar to Pat's actually. I was expecting Alex and I to be kind of the same vibe and then Pat to have a whole separate drum vibe. But um hmm. basically I like to start with Alex probably familiar with the spider exercise. Hmm. Like the um for anyone who doesn't know, it's uh you use two strings and you just move your fingers across them. You alternate the two strings and you go pointer finger, ring finger, middle finger pinky. So it's just you have to like alternate them in a kind of unnatural way. And it's just really annoying to learn and it warms your hand up a lot. So I do that with like inside picking. So it's just this totally technical, pretty boring thing, but I just like to get it out of the way. And then I like to do, um, I like to just take a solo and hum along with myself. It's a pretty common mm. technique to just get really comfortable just thinking things and then playing them as I come up with them. And that's it for warm-ups and then I just move on to whatever the flavor of the day is. Mm. 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 Yeah. So in this combo,
1: I'm just going to be the guy that's like, dude, just feel it out, man. You guys are going to be actually talking about technique.
2: <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, for sure. And I mean, it's just like, it's so different with um, between our instruments. You two mainly focus on guitar, right? Um, yeah. Know John, you do some vocals. I don't know if Alex, you do vocals. Um only of the uh
1: metal screaming variety i've been practicing Uh, singing a little but i would not consider that
2: uh one of my things yeah yeah Um, no i just do just all sorts of vocals i've actually been really into um beatboxing lately oh it's been really tough for vocals because um some of the bass techniques you can hurt yourself really easily so i gotta Mm. be really careful that's sick
0: that is so dope yeah you gotta give us a (laughs) <laughs> you got a beatbox for us sometime. That'd Give me scary. a
2: yeah, man. Sure, me down the beat. I'll we'll just there. play hydration, kids.
0: I got to hear this. Actually, I want to hear it.
1: I want to play a gent riff over like John's beatboxing and see how it works. <laughs> oh,
2: that'd be fun. That would be cool. <laughs> so we've got I'm... this um uh probably. Well, the first one that I learned, which is kind of why I got into beatboxing, because I kind of knew how to do this already, is this, um, people call it a chest bass. And what it is, is like, you know when you clear your throat and you go like, <clears throat> and then you get yeah. like this this low, or this really low grumbly sound for a second. Mm. You just sort of extend that to, so <clears throat> and then you use it in like. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, oh, that's sick. So it's just like that's like the lowest um, you really go. And I learned how just recently I learned how to do that inhaling as well. So you can do like <laughs> that sounds oh, a little wow. bit like
1: Inuit throat singing.
2: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of these a lot of these bass techniques actually did were like appropriated for beatboxing from but like there's another one that i'm about to show you called throat bass which is literally just a form of uh throat singing it's um mm-hmm. you probably heard it it's like mm-hmm. that's how people use it for throat mm-hmm. singing and then they try to get overtones of that but then the oh, like, wow. beatboxing it's just you just use it as like a pow, 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 shim, pow. you know mm. oh yeah. <laughs> actually that's so sick that's sick and you're gonna love this one. last one last one i i just learned how to um I use my tongue as a bass sometimes like and I just learned how to do the throat bass and the tongue bass at the same time so I came up with this riff that's like yeah what the fuck that's so
1: sick that's so sick
2: that is so sick sick. I didn't know you do this I never yeah it's just kind of a fun little hobby Dude, dude, And everyone wow. in my house hates it because I'm just walking around going like, bow bow all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, it's better oh, than your family just hearing you go like, <laughs> in the closet,
2: like all day. To- yeah, no, they probably prefer to the screaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, the, um, the reason that that relates to practice is because when you're doing stuff like the, uh, with your voice, it's really easy to to hurt your vocal cords. So Mm. it's important to, well, first of all, to drink a lot of water and to take a lot of breaks, but also like your diaphragm support and just like relieving as much tension as you can. Like there's a lot of work that nobody sees that goes into just straight up not tearing yourself to shreds to do whatever Mm. you're doing.
1: Is it weird that people saying vocal techniques are dangerous makes me want to try them more?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, It kind of it kind of feels like if it's so dangerous, like why would anyone do it? Because it must sound Mm. sick as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, no one would learn it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There we go.
1: Man, so practice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, um, I found myself. You know, I practice a lot more now, to be honest, than I ever did. Um.
2: Well, you got a ton of spare time now, don't you?
0: Uh, I don't really know about that one, but let's just say yeah, that right. yeah, I uh, I um disregard some things
2: <laughs> for <laughs> for
0: the sake of practice. Um, you know I um essentially so with this school system I got going on now we uh finish at ten thirty give or take, and then a couple minutes later then there's like no one in the house so it's fine. So then I practice um up until. 1250 and then after i have a second period and then right after 1250 i'll typically practice until like almost four give or take so all in all it's like five hours and then then i spend time on the practice pad uh after at like night so,
2: so all day grind. Yeah, nearing oh my God, six
0: hours and then i still so i'm always busy actually because I, uh, whenever I have free time, I spend about an hour 20 in the gym. And then, well, then I have school. So I have to do like English and whatever. Oh and then that's, yeah. And then some social media marketing I try and do. And then, then it's done pretty much. That's oh, my day.
2: That's a beast. That is, <laughs> that is pretty intense. I'm not
0: going to lie. Yeah.
1: I'm, yeah, I cannot structure my days like that i'm not able Mm. to do that or i just don't really have the motivation i should be playing more guitar than i am Mm. and i feel kind of bad about that but um you know i found a way to really get myself to pick up the instrument a lot and that's through um you know coming up with songs riffs stuff i've been really challenging my creativity recently so Mm -hmm. yeah through like using a DAW, making music and whatever yeah Mm -hmm. And so, honestly, recording is my practice mostly. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I try to just do the best I can. I kind of try to challenge myself a little with um, what I'm able to do.
0: Mm, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if you have, like, an extremely vigorous practice routine, that begs the question of uh, is someone in the right sort of headspace to not get burned out so quickly?
1: Mm, that's right. Yeah
2: yeah for sure i mean yeah yeah, yeah i mean man. that's the thing about r- routines is that like we're all so different everybody's life is super different mm. so then mm. like sticking to a really strict routine is not for everybody a lot of the time that's mm. probably like one of the most important things about picking a practice routine is that you basically just have to figure out what works for you run with mm. that
0: a hundred percent and yeah i mean life sort of uh can get in the way. And I'm very curious. Uh, this one's for Alex because you are in studies. I'm just curious. Theoretically, if you didn't pick music, you picked music, right? Let me just get that straight. You picked music to study? No, I oh. picked biology. Okay. So actually, this is perfect. This is perfect. Because, I'm also
1: majoring yeah. in music, but that's just for fun and a high GPA. So I can just like, you know, do as much music as possible. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Then this is perfect because this is exactly what I was leaning on about. Do you think picking something else to study or studying in general, something in university can really affect like your practice routine and your motivation to sort of become a musician.
1: Man, I think, um, I think it
0: positively
1: impacts your music Mm. making. It really provides, I think I talked about this on the last podcast. It provides an escape. Mm. And a lot of people I know that go to Humber, I know, uh, for some reason, to a lot of people that go to Humber for music. Uh, and essentially, the whole deal is like you go to Humber, music becomes work, you, you end mm. up hating music until you learn to unhate music. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, uh, doing bio, it's really, really great to do music uh, on the side mm. or, you know, half and half because it really provides uh, something else to do. Mm. That is not like lying in bed and watching like anime, right? (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, there we go.
0: Yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, do you sort of think that you're going to go into something music related down the, down the road, or are you going to do something related to the sciences?
1: I really actually, I do have a bit of, uh, some lofty goals in relation to bio. I kind of just want to be Steve Irwin, but, uh, (laughs) <laughs> basically and i i want to do that i want to do as much field work as possible in bio but i also really want music to be a huge part of my life because it's mm. positively impacted me in so many ways mm. a lot of people say that you should never be nostalgic about high school and while i agree with that i am nostalgic about my high school band because now that we're in covid times like i miss my nine piece jazz band that i was a part of mm. and we were just like doing everything together and it was a really a huge sense of camaraderie and that's what mm. music does for you yeah
0: yeah for sure 100 yeah. percent yeah john uh do you plan to go into what, what's your plan <laughs> essentially
2: well uh right now i'm prepping to go to a jazz school actually oh. not a university um, y'all know what CJP is? Well, Alex knows what CJP is. Yes, sir. Um, nah, <laughs> oh, god. Too, sir, but yeah, okay. Yeah, for, well, oh, for, oh, yeah. <laughs> for anyone listening who doesn't know, CJP is in Quebec. They have a system where you go to CJP before you go to university, so it's mm. like just a post high school, basically. And I thought it'd be nice to go there to get some, just some like classic music training just go study jazz for a little bit um mm. but then you know I'm not sure it's going to be a career necessarily mm. um so I picked CGIP because it's a bit cheaper and then I can go to university for you know coding I'm interested in or just mm. like you know a really solid uh, dependable type of job but mm-hmm. you know if I go there and I meet a bunch of cool musicians and I end up just doing that I am I would be so cool with that so i'm just really you know letting letting it take me where it will
0: yeah going with the flow i see that's yeah so i've been working on auditions
2: for that which is kind of why i wanted to talk about practices to remind myself like you should be practicing
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i guess um that's definitely why you and john our routines are different now is because uh you know you definitely have a pressure on you to really be have to perform and uh my goals are my own and no one else is setting my goals for me. So that's why I'm kind of slacking.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that, that is interesting because I feel like before I was like doing applications for jazz schools, um, my practice routines would be a lot more like yours where I would just, you know, pick some songs that I liked that had stuff I wanted to learn in them and just play those just all the time. Yeah. So it's cool. It's just like the circumstances can change a lot about how you practice and why. Definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah. There we go. Yeah. So hmm. Yeah. No one we were me- hmm? muscle yeah. memory, wasn't it? That was also huh. on the menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Muscle. Let's memory. talk about muscle memory. Oh, yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah. All right. um Yeah. Totally down. Um, let's start this off. uh what do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think about? You know, how does it? How is? How do you sort of build up uh, muscle memory for certain certain things? You know,
1: repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah, and yeah. repeat <laughs> more. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean mm-hmm. Go ahead, John. I just said yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a misnomer, obviously, because you know muscles don't have memory or whatever. But it does really. It is cool how when you've done an action enough times, then it feels like you don't have to think about it in the slightest. And I guess that's the that's the state that you want to achieve and anything you want to be proficient in is this totally subconscious action.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I heard someone say, I believe I was a dude named Lee Pham, but he said, skill is two things. It's technique and conditioning. That is all it is. And technique, meaning knowing what to do, you know, having in your mind, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, this is how I'm going to achieve this. And conditioning is teaching your body how to do it. When you have those two things checked off, it's second nature. So muscle memory, you know, it's really cool, because um, let's say I'm learning a new thing on the old guitar, right? Uh, I was learning some stupid multi-string tapping riff that I tried it for the first time and I couldn't get anything done, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's how it usually goes with new techniques. Uh, So I turned on the metronome. I turned on the metronome. You know, that's how (laughs) it always starts. That's how any good story begins. That honestly is, yeah. (laughs) So I turned on the metronome and I played it at a slow speed and I was like, okay, I knew what to do. I knew exactly what to do and how to do it but mm-hmm. i was teaching my body how to do it uh and that's how you why you go slow first and then i went a little faster and then a little faster and then I, was, I was like oh shit this is higher than the song's tempo that was like 10 minutes with the metronome and it's already in the muscles so the body can do amazing things yeah. so yeah
0: 100 percent,
1: for sure
0: yeah i mean i feel this when i'm uh playing the drums or something i'm getting some uh, stupidly tough latin rhythm down um on the kit this is one of my favorite things to do make myself pissed with a bunch of ostinatos <laughs> and um so i don't know i was learning some sort of like there's this famous book for drummers called uh, syncopation by ted reed maybe john you've heard of this uh, uh well. no, I don't think so. no no okay it's very famous uh Amongst drummers has a bunch of rhythms essentially, and I applied it to the ride cymbal. So I had like some some pattern going on, and then I was playing uh, I don't even know like a Biao rhythm from Latin music on the kick and whatever. It was it was crazy, and I remember it took me like an hour, but you know after a while it's like oh my gosh, like you know once you finally get it with all your limbs, it's like it comes so naturally. And then there's been many occasions where I'm like, oh, I got it. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, okay, finally, it's time to move on to the next thing. And then the next day I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this again. I'm like, okay, what's the, what's the pattern here? You know, what's, mm. the, what do I do here? I forgot. And then I forget yeah. the whole thing, you know? So that's why it's so important. Um, once you learn something and you learn it well, you keep doing it because you're going to forget the next day if you don't.
1: Yeah, Definitely. I, it's like, I learned something and I'm able to do it well uh, after maybe like, uh, maybe half an hour with the metronome and I'm like, okay, I'm confident the next day I sit down and I don't know what to do, but Mm. this time it's 15 minutes with the metronome. And usually after that second time, it's in the muscles and I'm able to do it, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool stuff. It's about for me, whether I'm able to do something. It's not about whether I'm able. It's about whether I have the patience. <laughs> so,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, muscle memory is really important because as you do know, I, I sing and play guitar and I like to play some really technical stuff and sing at the same time because oh, it's just so fun when you get it down. But as you all know, getting it down is the tricky part. Yeah. Um, and the approach I kind of like to take is I'll build up muscle memory on the guitar to the point where i can play whatever riff it is just in my sleep and then that gives me the freedom to focus on my voice and focus on being expressive with the part Mm -hmm. that needs to be expressive so then when i actually want to do both at once i can just let my hands do their thing and then Mm -hmm. just sing
1: definitely yeah I found, yeah, when you're doing guitar and vocals, the thing that always requires the most of your attention is the vocals. So the guitar has to be basically autonomous.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you know, you you feel very complicated with your two hands going at the same time. But when you think about all the coordination that's required in singing, it's like your diaphragm, your lungs, your throat, like your vocal cords, your whole freaking face and your tongue. And it's just so many muscles need to do these like really just tightly coordinated movements together. It's like, that will require all of your attention. You cannot be distracted by what you're doing with your hands. For sure. Yeah, yeah no,
1: definitely.
0: Yeah, 100%, 100%. I, I, can't, I can't drum and sing. I've, uh, <laughs> I, I, it is impossible for me to do, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. basic beat and singing I can probably do, but like, as soon as they start throwing anything in there, that's even oh, man. the slightest
2: bit complex. Oh, no. You, go oh, you should.
1: Were you going to say Mastodon? Because I'm about to say Mastodon.
2: I was going to say Hail the Sun. You say Hail the Sun first because, yeah, Bolero, he's sick. Yeah. I mean, well, to be fair, I got to say Donovan Bolero, not the greatest singer, but just the fact that he's given it a go and really, like, you know, he can he can, he can, can attempt to sing the words as he plays, whether he hits the note is a bit of a question, but like in terms of people playing drums, playing complicated stuff on drums and singing at the mm-hmm. same time, like that's pretty damn impressive. You got to check out Pat. Donovan Molero, he's a really good singer
1: on the records, but for me, it's not just about how, uh, if he hits the notes, about how he hits the notes and live. It's usually he uses a lot more grit than he does on the recordings. And that kind of masks the pitch a little bit. And I don't know if that's purposeful or not. Uh, My guess it's, I don't think he does too much of his vocals live purposefully, but I mean, I think he's a sick musician. He writes a lot of cool music. He has a million projects and yeah, I was going to say Mastodon is a prime example of a sick singer on drums. Bron Daler from Mastodon. If you didn't know, Mastodon is a four piece band and three of the members do lead vocals. Uh, And Bron Daler is the drummer and he does the most insane vocals, man. Like, I mean, not insane as in like they're super, super technical, but they sound really good live. He's probably the best vocalist in the band uh, and he's doing it all while drumming. And his style of drumming is so, the beats are not that complicated, but he always does these really, really insane fills. Like he really likes his snare drum and he can do that while singing. Yeah, so he's sick. And um, I recommend everyone in, uh, in podcast land will check out uh, Mastodon. Uh, my song I would probably recommend is The Motherload because that's a, that's a Braun D'Aler song right there.
2: And yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Hail the Sun's kind of a, a super different vibe as a band, kind of an a emo, post-hardcore, whatever you do. I don't know all the terms. Um, but yeah, no. Really sick uh, drummer and singer. Yeah. I would, would probably recommend just about anything off Wake if somebody wants to check them out.
1: Definitely. Yeah, Mastodon yeah. and Hail the Sun are very, very, very different.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think yeah. Mastodon is a little less of an acquired taste than Hail the Sun. But it's like... No, yeah. yeah, but like I, I like Hail the Sun. I, I mean, Mastodon is like huge. Like, yeah, they're a
2: big not, band. Not, by no means like on the same, uh, the same field.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they're definitely more popular. Uh, whenever I say that a band is popular to my brother, I'm like, he's like popular in the metal community, and I'm like, yeah. And so he's, and he's like, then no, they aren't. <laughs> Metal's such a huge niche that um, that popularity is super relative. But, yeah, Mastodon's a pretty big band.
0: Yeah, anyway. for sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, John, you were talking about how they're uh, listing some of the genres, some emo stuff and whatever. I'm just curious, do you think that's that genre is dead in a grave at this point? Or uh,
2: Yeah, might, eh, maybe. Mm. I mean, it seems pretty... Um it seems pretty pretty niche at this point like i can't mm. remember the last time i ran into somebody who was like really into that kind of stuff me uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but honestly i mean like i'm kind of glad frankly cuz like you know some good music was coming out of there but just basing basing an entire genre off of mm. just being sad it's <laughs> just yeah like, all you're doing is just making people making sad people feel more sad.
0: Yeah, um I feel like though the new the new sort of stuff the uh like midwestern emo and stuff it's like it's really cool cuz they actually apply a lot of the concepts. It's pretty much like math rocks baby brother in a sense. Oh yeah. They use um they use a lot of like okay so they don't really like switch time signatures like crazy or anything but they use a lot of like the concepts especially in guitar like they'll use so much tapping and stuff like that harmonics everything they'll use that sort of stuff in the music so i think that that's pretty cool but it's it's really niche midwestern emo. actually what
1: i've heard of midwestern emo i like it like i've heard some mm. american football which is like yeah. the prime example yeah the and I, I dig it. It's like it is mm-hmm. pretty much watered down math rock. It's math rock yeah. for the masses, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know it was called Emo when I first heard it. And I'm like, why is it called Emo?
2: Mm. You
1: know, it's I mean, like, like, I'm sad. <laughs> that's like, it's, that's not the kind of music it
2: is. Mm, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny that it's called Emo because all of the lyrics are actually pretty hopeful if you listen. And mm. most of the songs are major. So this is yeah. these really like uplifting chord progressions with someone singing about how they're getting their life together. I'm like, is this is this emo? Mm, <laughs> this is yeah. this is emo goddess shit together. I've been doing emo <laughs> wrong if this is emo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no clue why they call it that. I know they call it Midwestern because it's from that area, literally like Midwestern United States. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know why they call it emo because that makes no sense to me, but who knows?
2: I mean, in terms of, in terms of genre names that make no sense, like, Hey, (laughs) definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like,
1: yeah, yeah. most genre names to me make sense, but honestly the whole thing about emo being a whole genre based around being sad, uh, and making people sad. I don't totally agree because I Mm -hmm. like a genre based around, um, anger or at least that's the sound usually but there's this one band called vitriol and they're just like yeah man violence and that's their whole thing but mm. it doesn't make me feel violent i'm just like oh this song is sick that's mm, yeah you know, so true. it's these strong emotions that definitely impact you it reaches you but it doesn't mean you uh you empathize with those emotions or you feel the same things. You are just like, ah yes, emotion. I like I like how heartfelt it is. Even if it's about like, yo, we're gonna kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah I guess you're right. Yeah. Well yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Sometimes like I just find death metal lyrics, for example, really, really funny. Mm. You know? Like if you've right. ever read um if you ever read, I don't know, like Infinite Annihilator lyrics, like <laughs> Cannibal Corpse lyrics. Cannibal Corpse. Oh yeah, that is oh, God. <laughs> real band name. I can tell mm. you some great band names. Cattle decapitation, mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know.
1: Real band. Uh Infinite Annihilator, it's really funny. You you'd love their drumming.
0: And their yeah. music videos. That's something else. <laughs>
2: Yeah, pretty, like else. pretty different vibe. But I also find Megadeth lyrics pretty funny sometimes. Yes, yes,
1: definitely. The government is lying to us. Everything is a lie. Uh, uh, you know.
0: Mm. It's y- really great. I have a question. I don't know if they. I don't know if you know the answer, but I feel like when I listen to Infinite Annihilator, their drums have to be MIDIed. There's no way some of that stuff is real.
1: Okay, so a lot of it, it's, re- it's really, really controversial uh, because, yeah, a lot of people accuse them of their drums being fake. And I'm not going to lie, it's either, I know they're definitely using triggers, that's mm-hmm. for sure, uh, well, yeah. because you definitely cannot get a kick drum to sound like that when it's mic'd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it could either be really fast kick double strokes, it could be, or it's fake uh mm-hmm. i don't remember what they sound like live but i've heard a lot of death metal drummers that sound really 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 really, really sick in the studio mm-hmm. and then uh then their their downfall is the kick drum tone because the kick drum tone is so uh treble heavy and it's so mm-hmm. so, so poppy out of the mix mm-hmm. it really it's really audible when you hear it live you're like oh my god that is the most mm-hmm. uneven thing i've ever heard it's fast mm-hmm. but oh my lord it is not tight
2: yeah, so, um, I don't know if I believe Infinite Annihilator can. I mean, like, I'm sure, I'm sure the man's an awesome drummer, but mm-hmm. no one's that awesome.
0: That's I like, don't know. that's an Wait. insane level of of um bass it's drum. it's perfectly technique. even. Like, it's, it's perfectly
2: even. You exactly. can't hear
1: any. I would say noise. it's probably edited uh to some degree. If it's not fake, it's probably edited. But I don't think the the point of their music is to be an insane technical musician's performance. Mm-hmm. Their music is kind of done very tongue in cheek, uh, and if you take them totally seriously, yeah, you're probably gonna be a little uh, a little upset. Not okay with their whole vibe. <laughs> a little upset. It's not real music.
2: <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, no, big yeah. big asterisks on the on the fake drums thing. which is just like. I still listen to Infinite Annihilator. They're sick. I don't care. Yeah, exactly,
0: man. You know what band I've been really into lately, actually, is Municipal Waste.
2: Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, Yeah.
1: man. It's what they... uh, They're one of the first bands that's been called Pizza Thrash. Mm. And Pizza Thrash is basically thrash centered around partying, Mm -hmm. uh, just a really destructive form of partying. Basically, if frat boys didn't listen to hip-hop, they'd probably enjoy Municipal Waste, man, mm-hmm. because it's all about their vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. I love it. It's so yeah. good. It's like they do not how to make their or... state. So they're basically a thrash band that makes really fast thrash about yeah. uh, partying and destroying, and their songs usually don't exceed two minutes, and it's, yeah. it's great. I love it. They
0: literally have an album called The Art of Partying.
1: Yeah, yeah man, that's a party. great <laughs> album that is a great
2: album man these
0: guys sound sick i'll have to check them out oh you have to check them out oh they're good i i always put on thrash when i'm uh like lifting weights i don't know why it just gets me in the mood or whatever oh man and and municipal waste is like everywhere on that playlist so Mm. like yeah
1: yeah definitely uh i think one of the great torch carriers of thrash metal right now even though it's really not my genre anymore but probably the best thrash band that is around right now is warbringer oh Mm. my god they're very good Mm. uh they like to reference history a lot in their lyrics because let's be honest nothing is more metal than history shit has gone down in history and they're like and uh their lead singer is like uh educated in history so he's just like here what's the most fucked up thing in history i can sing about uh great band great band if you want some quality thrash Warbringer. i'd say uh woe to the vanquished was such a good album uh, but uh also that's very tongue-in-cheek as well woe to the vanquished it's just it's so cheesy <laughs> the vanquished I have it. enough
2: woe to worry about yeah man well yeah <laughs> i mean i think
1: the woe is because of the vanquishment man i <laughs> i don't want to be vanquished dude Do you want to be vanquished
0: oh
2: <laughs> uh
1: man this podcast like was about practice <laughs> it, was, about oh, practice. it, was, it just was chatting about chatting about bands i mean yeah oh, i mean yeah. i think i think it's pretty entertaining to just hear like dudes shooting the shit uh, about music
0: it's nice 100 mm. yeah and uh usually i don't it's coming up to almost an hour so we uh, actually no way we didn't we didn't start at 30 because we chat around but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: I that's it, my mostly my fault with my technical difficulties no, and whatever. Okay.
0: It is what it is. You know, we had to get the water. We had yeah, to... no worries. Yeah, the water, the water, just... the
2: water, That honestly, that that takes a lot. That takes a lot of my day. But that, oh yeah, it's a big drain on the time. It's just water.
1: Just just for some solace, tell me my audio is crisp. It's it's, it's good hot. now.
0: Yeah. It's it's, yes! it's feeling pretty
1: crispy. Okay. Yeah. As long as it's crisp. Yeah. I don't as care about anything else. Crackle. Well, there we go man i don't need no crunch i need crisp
2: no. <laughs> okay well you rice crispy squares right about now uh man. yes sir speaking of um of bands to listen to we working out my go-to is secret band because they're just oh oh it's so that like lifting weights is that I like even, dance gavin dances anger outlet um kind of yeah no so a lot of the same guys I, it's pretty weird because i cannot stand dance gavin dance i was getting yeah. into them a little bit but then just after hearing some of their songs i just like eh, not not my cup of tea at all mm. the secret band they've got some really fun stuff
0: i'm yeah. so interested in the fact that you lift weights
2: i didn't know this i do i mean well not but you know i'm not I wouldn't classify myself as a workout guy. I would classify myself as a man who owns dumbbells.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> dumbbell owner. Yeah. Is that on my LinkedIn profile? <laughs> and, and dumbbell owner. <laughs>
1: yeah. I've been uh, working out twice a week, which is good. When okay. you're a musician that doesn't get out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Mm. It's, it's, it actually... Here's a little piece of advice to musicians. Uh, let's 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 get some good takeaways out of this podcast. Um, you play music with your body. Take care of your body.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
1: I mean, definitely for Pat. Pat, I've seen your gains, man, on that Instagram. Yeah, Pat man, damn, bro. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I've
2: that seen makes it on you Snapchat, but yeah, no, you you really trying it. To... Drumming. Man.
1: Drumming is about stamina, man. Mm. Like getting through a whole set list of, let's say, technical music. Mm. Um, I wow. saw I saw a chart of Matt Halpern from Periphery's heart rate throughout mm. the Periphery set. Uh, and my God, the heart rate goes up. I think it's the peak oh. was one hundred eighty. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know that that comes from playing an instrument. I've never thought i never thought that you could actually get your heart rate so high just from playing music so it's uh Mm. well drums i would understand because it's a full body experience
0: yeah but you'd be surprised because drumming i hate it when people use drumming as an excuse to not have to work out because they think that that's enough it's really it's really not um it's it's not even that much of a form of cardio to be honest with you You can break a sweat and whatever, but the the science says that it's not that good of a form of cardio. I mean, I'm sure it's
2: good for like your, your arms and lower legs, but you are sitting down.
0: Honestly, the the truth is that your arms and legs are affected by real weights, not sticks. Um, (laughs) I I know this because, you know, I've been, I've been drumming, like coming up like pretty much eight, years eight give or take and um i i used to be a, a chubby little fucker you know <laughs> drumming didn't drumming didn't affect uh, my my health uh, gains in any way um only when i started about nine months ago really lifting and then watching what i eat and whatever then i started mm. to notice the changes so that's the truth there's no shortcuts around it unfortunately uh musicians, music isn't enough uh, you have to I know gyms are closed right now, which kind of sucks. But um, anything to really keep yourself in shape is good. Um, I tend to go a bit more uh, in depth with it. I do cardio three times a week because I'm on a cut now. And Let's then, go! Yeah, yeah. And then I do, uh, and then I lift weights six times uh, for about an hour twenty. So I'm I'm really in <laughs> I'm really in the gym for quite <laughs> a bit of time. But um, yeah. honestly, it's, great, it, it's it's so good for honestly like those gym gains will show in your um, drumming too.
1: Definitely. That was what I was mostly talking about instead of the other way around. I wasn't Mm -hmm. talking about drumming as a workout, but I definitely was talking about uh, working out as an assist to drumming
0: Mm -hmm. because that can definitely
1: help you get through a long set of hard music Mm -hmm. is to have stamina and to have strength. Yeah. Uh, Needless to say, stamina helps in all aspects of life, Mm -hmm. but uh, you know, drumming can definitely be one of those aspects and yeah yeah, and, yeah. You know, as a, like
2: i'm i'm not a, a drummer primarily i mean i do play drums in a punk band and that's a heck of a workout but <laughs> honestly just any position you have on stage like if you're not jumping around then yeah walk. like it's so much more fun to play whatever you're playing if you can just thrash around like an idiot while you do it and I was gonna talk about shortcuts before because Bet you said something about shortcuts. If you don't like working out, just take walks. Because honestly, in terms of in terms of cardio, the difference between just sitting around all day and just taking like one decently brisk walk, like you're just gonna feel better. Like I know sure. working out's not for everybody, but
1: hmm. Yeah, definitely. Walking walking probably won't help you lose weight because it's low intensity, mm-hmm. but uh, it definitely is good for your health. So there we go. Yeah, Yeah, I'm
2: just thinking of the type of person who's just totally like, I don't want to work out. Like, just like, you know, everybody's... (laughs) Dumbbell dumbbell owners, Walk around, Yeah, dumbbell owners. (laughs) 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 Although there is one caveat, which is, you know, bass players. I mean, I know you guys don't like to jump around, but, you know, you can buy a standing desk. Like, everyone can do something. Dude, exactly. Yeah, man
1: uh personally i i need to strike a balance between uh playing well and you know performing you know Mm -hmm. so uh that's what it is for me uh regardless i find myself taping my glasses to my head at shows because uh (laughs) i want one less thing to worry about man
2: you don't just take your glasses off
1: no i want to (laughs) see also Mm -hmm. it's a look man it's a look (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that's your vibe that's my vibe dude i'm the glasses guy that mm-hmm. takes up a lot of space during a convo that's who i am
2: yeah that's who, the first time we meet everybody you're just like here we go
1: <laughs> you you, yeah, got man. you know i i'm making a statement when i walk in with those glasses i'm like what's up my name is alex and i can't read if you rip my glasses off of me let's go
2: <laughs> that sounds like a
1: vine I, I kind of base that joke loosely off an old vine. Uh, I, I know
2: the one. We all know the one. Yeah, we all know the one. It's a good one. Yeah, no, being of a... Uh, wait, what was I speaking of again? I literally just forgot everything I was about to say.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I hate that. I
2: hate oh, what I oh just... right. It was about the balance, balance between playing well and putting on a show. Um, yeah. I was saying before how, I'm, how I play drums in a punk band, and that is just yeah. just the best the best balance because it's all about the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely,
1: yeah, <laughs> man. Punk is definitely it's it's not technical at all, and making it technical kind of ruins the vibe when it translates to a live show. Mm. Honestly, you know, and you don't want to be the guy that's just like standing there. Mm. because yeah if you're if you're gonna stand there at least at least select a rock pose you know there are many to choose from I'm personally (laughs) a connoisseur of rock pose number 27 it really serves me well
2: oh yeah that's on your profile pick isn't it I suppose slight backwards slouch it's a beauty slight
1: backwards slouch really get where I'm like really I'm focused but I don't look aloof you know (laughs) yeah <laughs> and i i look to be bending a note and uh yeah man mm-hmm. not adding some awesome vibrato i see because my hand doesn't look blurred but well you know <laughs> you win some you yeah. lose some mm. yeah. <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah oh,
2: yeah
0: man. yeah i mean Once again uh, this
2: Was supposed to be about
0: practice. (laughs) Ah, it is what it is. What it is, honestly, like it happens every episode, and I really don't mind. Uh, You know, I I just this I for starters, I never write anything down before a podcast. Um, I never do because I feel like it ruins the flow, the natural flow of conversation. Oh man, I have these questions here. I must ask. I don't do that because it's just I feel like if you don't know how to sort of flow between questions you're going to make it sound like okay so i was just talking about punk and then okay um what's your uh what's your favorite whatever like food i uh, like okay well that, that, that just makes like no sense you know so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I like i like this way where i literally okay we have like a base topic then clearly we uh you know drifted away which is totally fine i, I like that sort of vibe for this uh podcast
1: but what I what I like that we touched on is playing versus performing. So, uh, Pat, uh, what's your approach to performing when you're playing live?
0: Okay, it's been a while since I've uh, <laughs> since I've done that one, playing live. Man, the the good memories. Um, essential. Yeah, nostalgia, man, for sure. Um, so my sort of go to is, first of all, I'll arrive. Pretty early usually before most people do just to make sure that everything's fine the sort of acoustics are fine uh, the drum kit is in uh, is in a you know working order if it's a house kit not busted that's rare. Up. i know it's very oh, yeah. rare very rare but uh unfortunately i don't have much choice until i have my g2 and um yeah so, <laughs> but uh i ha- i do always bring my snare and cymbals because that's personal um mm, that's i remember nice i remember no offense john but i remember i let you use my symbols and i was just cringing so hard because you play punk so you were just <laughs> bashing the fuck out of my symbols i was just like oh my god like I, I was i was in the mosh pit i think too but like i was just like every every like five seconds i was looking and i was like my heart just dropped because i saw you like absolutely gorilla smashing my cymbals.
2: <laughs> sorry man
0: <laughs> it is what it is it's i okay. got a little
2: excited
0: no it's had fine a couple drinks
2: before the show you know oh, yeah, we all did me. we
0: all did man you remember my uh drum dive that was a oh, yeah. signature moment <laughs> signature moment at that show man that was a good time but yeah i mean
2: oh man i remember yeah. i remember running up from you like tossed me a stick and i started playing with you on the yeah surf. and i remember i was still looking so mad at me <laughs> <laughs> She was not happy about that.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I remember that. I remember handing you the sticks. Oh my God. That's the type of vibe that I like to bring to the shows. I like to interact with the fans. That's a big reason why I left because, you know, I wanted something more immersive. I didn't want to just like stand there and just finish our set off. That's why I handed you the sticks because I was like, okay, well, this is like, fan interaction here but then after a while i was also like okay i don't like this music i'm not getting paid nothing so i just left i packed my bags because we were getting we were getting okay if we were getting like nothing per show essentially then i would understand but we were making like hundreds off of one show like we would collect a check or something so i was like okay well i mean like a little bit would be nice or whatever but Mm -hmm. you know it didn't happen so i left and i uh formed my own band (laughs) i like that
2: do you know what's happening with Kingdom of the Birds these days?
0: They became an all-girl band. I know that. Oh, uh-huh. fun. Yeah. And On that note, uh-huh.
1: happy International Women's Day. Yeah,
0: 100%. Happy oh, International yeah. Women's happy. Day. That is today.
1: Well, not yeah. on the day that it's released, but on the day of recording.
2: It is oh, indeed. Shoot. We should have yeah, yeah, exactly. made, made this episode about like sexism in the music industry.
1: That's true. Yeah. I have a lot to say about female vocalists in metal and female musicians in metal. Because mm. I don't know anything about anything other than metal, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I do have a lot to say about that. Well, next time, you know,
0: another time. time it's about to yeah. be an hour, so. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. actually, definitely we're, we're. I don't think we're creeping on an hour yet, but um, uh, definitely, dude. I uh, I really want to play live with you guys one day when we get the chance because I only. I met John and I haven't actually met Pat in person yet, but I met John on the precipice of COVID. uh, When that was just starting, we had plans to start a band and play some music. Unfortunately, COVID happened and everything's a little bit in the air, but uh, you know, when the opportunity comes, I would love to play some shows with these guys because everything, it sounds like a blast with these
2: dudes. (laughs) yeah no really just Mm. rough stuff i mean i feel like a lot of people already had a band going and they kind of like do like live streams and stuff but like yeah like we weren't even a band yet so just yeah exactly that's why it's kind of in the air but (laughs) we should name name the band dead in the womb
1: (laughs) (laughs) dead in the womb (laughs) oh my god
0: (laughs) john um about that uh Hopefully, COVID eases up, and you were planning a uh, show. Was it at your house? I've forgotten now.
2: Oh yeah. If um, mm. so my previous my birthday is in June. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's not looking super hopeful. But yeah, you know, if if younger populations get start getting vaccinated by then, then like maybe, 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 because I was planning on having a house show for my previous birthday. Mm. So like you know. Fingers crossed, but, you know, don't get your hopes up because yeah. vaccine rollout's pretty pretty uh, not doing too hot.
0: Mm, yeah, no. uh, I have the, I'm still just like, you know, waiting a bit longer because I have the option right now. I work in a long-term care home. If I wanted to get it right now, I can get it. But I'm just like, I'm just uh, skimming the waters, uh, you know, I, to be honest, I've never been like a conspiracy theorist type, but... You know, with everything, I just I want to see more people take it before I do, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. just to be just to be extra safe. I have nothing against it. But, you know, I just like
1: that was kind of my approach with Windows 10. You know, I was like, (laughs) I kind of want to see the news come out before I want to get it. Honestly, the vaccine, I'm all for getting it. But I'm like, I'm not the priority. So I should not be worrying about getting it right now. I'm not the person that should be worried. Uh, I'm not a huge spreader because I don't go out a lot. Uh, I don't have to go out a lot. So, you know, definitely the people that should be more worried about getting the vaccine are people that are more susceptible to the virus and, well, susceptible to the symptoms of the virus Mm -hmm. and people that should, uh, people that have to go out a lot because uh, if you look at the numbers, of course, lower income neighborhoods where populations are in higher density Mm -hmm. and they have to work to survive uh, and go out every day to go to work, that's that's where the numbers are going. So, mm. you know, that's where the vaccine should be going as well. Mm. And I am
2: not in those demographics, so I am not the priority. That's mm. true, yeah. No, and they have the, um, like, the different, like, sectors of people that are going to get it one after another when they, like, outline, like, oh, people, you know, m- uh, medical professionals, like, the elderly and stuff. I feel like they should maybe have, like, I don't know, subcategories or something just based on, like, your economic status, because, like, that does really affect like what your chances are of contracting this or someone in your family contracting this. Absolutely. For sure.
1: Yeah. man. So that's, that's the, that's definitely something to consider because people haven't considered the, uh, well, a lot of people have considered it. It seems like the government really hasn't considered it. Yeah. That's, that might not be what this podcast is about. So I don't want to stray too far in that territory. I hope not to derail Pat's podcast, but yeah, that's definitely something (laughs) that is a concern.
2: Mm. yeah man yeah yeah i mean um, i feel like we've got the got the material do you think we've we've got an hour's worth of uh
0: oh for sure uh we're usually i keep them like 30 minutes but it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> it's be no extra, but oh yeah this was special. too fun
1: man this was too fun exactly yeah, this is nice yeah uh, definitely man uh well yeah man so Music, dude.
2: <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, man. that's the podcast. I forget everything we just said. Just make the just make the whole the episode that. Yeah, like, man. The, that's just, the intro music just like fades in. Uh, yeah, man. Music, the, the, intro, the outro music comes in.
0: Oh, John, Thanks thank you the... so much for making that for me. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, no problem.
0: Yeah, it sounds super dope. Uh, I really. Kicks up the uh, energy of the podcast. A suspense before. <laughs> ah, there we go, man.
2: It's so hey, down. You, you heard the the intro music, yeah?
1: I yeah, I have,
2: dude. You, did made you know, that? I made it. Yeah.
1: Yo, that's yeah,
2: sick really A little ditty, you know? <laughs> a little like diddy. <laughs> Respect the diddy. Respect the ditty. Let's go. Diddy. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. making. I like making stuff on that. Um, that's like a little, a little wooden kalimba thumb piano thing and it's um mm. it's really fun because it's pretty easy to retune on a lot of thumb pianos because you can basically just like push those metal metal sticks around i think it's in harmonic minor right now but it's really fun to just like just mess around and just like put it in crazy microtonal tunings mm. that's sick
1: dude yeah that's yeah sick. i'm uh i'm kind of going down the synth rabbit hole in terms of like oh plugins. Yeah. i don't <laughs> I'm not getting any analog equipment anytime soon because that's expensive. Oh, but, um, yeah man, that's rough stuff. A few a couple of my buddies are really into Eurorack. Anyone heard of Eurorack?
2: Uh, yeah, I think, I so. think so. They yeah. do like just a bunch of modular stuff, yeah?
1: Yeah, basically it's a modular stuff. You get these modules for your own your own synth boy and mm-hmm. basically you're just building your own synth. It's like it's like if a pedal board was a synth. You
2: know? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It but, is really
1: cool, but, uh, but you know,
2: yeah. like I, we all know about modular synth is just the absolute, just the wallet crusher. Oh
1: yeah, I love it. So yeah, no, it's a it's a money vortex, but uh, yeah. it's fun. It's fun. Hmm. Yeah, There's man. a rabbit hole for you. That is, it is a huge rabbit hole. That's like yeah. I'm kind of like scared to to get any synth related stuff with money because I'm like I probably won't be able to stop.
2: It's true. Man. Yeah, no, I'm just like, there he goes. Dude, yeah. yo,
1: non-essentials are open. I'm going guitar shopping soon. Let's go. I've been wanting to do Aye. this for a year. I've yeah. been wanting to do this for a year. And I'm like, yo, I have the money now. I have the the uh, the ability, time to go find a guitar that's like, that's like vintage looking, but like affordable that I will mm-hmm. use for metal. That's kind of yeah. what I'm going to do. I want something that looks classy. And for me to totally tear down those images of classiness with my music. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, gonna tell the guitar store employee that he's gonna look totally lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Terrible goal. Yeah, I um, honestly I have to lift weights and everything, so oh, I actually yeah, have no, to I a, I actually ooh. have to head out at this point.
2: Same, my online yeah. class starts pretty soon
0: yeah uh, it was great um chatting though you know um i believe you all linked your socials in the past episodes, so i'll just relink those again in this bo- episodes the bio of this episode um, oh yeah so i'll just i think john's was just your band and then alex i'll put your instagram mm. um and yeah. yeah man um yeah was no, this great. is a blast yeah, this was great thank you all thank you both so much for uh coming on to the past Definitely. present future music podcast really appreciate it and for all the listeners i obviously really appreciate if you are listening um you know sometimes my episodes get like two plays sometimes like 20 so there you go shows shows my audience <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i love it i love everyone who listens to this episode so an episode with
2: two guys. plays is me and alex Oh yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <man>. <laughs> well, listen. I I want to get more views than uh, more listens than Leland Sklar. That's my that's my goal
0: here. We're coming for you, Leland. Um, let me check what that episode is at right now. Oh, let's um, go. I'm I'll gonna kick you. his ass. Oh man.
1: <laughs> not not kick his ass at bass playing because obviously I'm much better than him. It's no contest. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: only yo, five yo. so it's not too hard to beat
1: five oh, okay okay i'll just listen to it five times literally yeah, just oh, promote go. it
0: on your instagram that you're on a podcast episode and, and it'll get plays i had an episode with one of my friends called jason he promoted it and it has 23 plays so that's pretty good oh, that's let's it. go dude let's go but yeah and yeah. hey. that or i'll just
1: uh play it a bunch of times on repeat while i'm sleeping so i can beat lee <laughs> there you go <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, yeah 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 for sure um once again thank you both so much and uh i have lots of shit to do but i appreciate this time
2: yeah fair enough. it was very yeah, fun yeah. yeah awesome right, so I'll see you guys around
0: i'll see you uh hopefully sometime soon we'll we'll see yeah. how this how the situation goes but yeah
1: yeah man we should do this again
2: even if oh, we're not yeah. recording man
0: for oh 100 percent. just every couple of
2: episodes just you know stick alex and me in here yeah,
0: yeah i'm 100 percent down honestly like i like i like content <laughs> it's yeah, very yeah. very yeah. good so yeah thank you shit. yeah exactly exactly i appreciate it this is uh probably going to be about an hour 10 minute episode we're turning into the joe rogan experience slowly <laughs> next thing you know yeah. it's three hour episodes
1: dude i want to be like joe i want i want to be on his podcasting level joe's sick
0: yeah for sure he is very sick
1: podcast king and Uh elk elk meat eater and that's sick
0: (laughs) Yep. yeah Yeah. um yeah thank you both thank you both so much uh and uh all the listeners make sure you check them out on the socials in the bio and that would be really dope and, uh, make sure once again, check out past, present, future music podcast on all social medias that includes Instagram and yeah, literally only Instagram. If you want to follow me in specific, then you can follow me at Patrick Farkas drums or my band at Queens guard official or my gym journey, Pat's gym journey. So there's many accounts that you can choose from or, or all of them. <laughs>
1: it's a pick your journey novel let's go exactly <laughs> yeah. which
0: which one do you want to follow <laughs> patrick but
1: exactly. oh, you can do all of them actually that's what's special exactly. about that's, the, that's
0: the best one that's the best oh, yeah can that's the full all package dude full package exactly Going exactly. a whole hog oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah for sure all right yeah, yeah. thank you both yeah appreciate yeah. it thanks so for it. having appreciate us it so much yeah no worries yeah it's fun to have this little talk man mm-hmm. yeah. and when we do these episodes you have to do it because zoom is stupid and it does like a 40 minute maximum with more than two people mm-hmm. yes sir
1: my school's yeah. just like let's go you get the full version of zoom you get microsoft office and you also get a low gpa let's
2: go <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, man. yeah, I really got to run my online class. Is gonna yeah, man, I, I, I
0: feel you. I have to run, too. So thank you all, all right. so much. All right. Yeah, thanks. Thank Later. You. Later. Boys. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for coming this far. If you've been listening this far, I really do appreciate it. Make sure you go ahead and check us out on Instagram at past present future music podcast.